Hey everyone, I'm Pastor Nick Tarter. I want to thank you for listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Bethany, Oklahoma, learning what it looks like to be in Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did, so that our world can be saturated with the good news and the good works of Jesus. We invite you to join us on this journey, and we hope that this content will help you to grow to be the person God created you to be. pleasure to be here. Uh, I am delighted. I've got some friends here, and so that could be good or bad for you, Uh, because I might make myself at home and whatnot, and so that could be dangerous. That could be dangerous. Um, uh, You all are a beautiful-looking bunch. I love the spirit. When I heard uh, Dwight playing when we were in there praying, I thought, oh, wow, we got some kind of up-paced music. That's what I'm used to and things like that. Uh, <clears throat> y'all don't have any drums and you don't have enough bass in there, enough thump in there, but we can work on that. <laughs> and we need to get some brown people in here, and so we can work on that. God is able, isn't he? Amen. All right. I got a hand in the back. Amen. Uh, I might have preached on something else if I uh, known, had I known my friend Wes would be here, because uh, Wes thinks the only way that I can speak is uh, loud and passionately, and I can really, I can speak in other ways. I can be very erudite and sophisticated and, and modest, and, uh, but this is not one of those messages. And so you all just have to forgive me. Wes is a dear friend of mine and his lovely bride there, Lori. And so um, I just want to speak with you all um, about the current times. And I think it's irresponsible uh, for the pulpit uh, to be messaging about things that are not as much of an issue with us right now. So I want to be responsible And I want to speak into this space. And so I turn to another dear friend, Isaiah. And so Isaiah, in chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, uh, he says this. Wash yourselves. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Um, Just a little warning here. Again, some of this might be a little uncomfortable for some of us. Uh, Probably not any of you, but if anybody else comes in, it might be a little bit more uncomfortable for them. But just put your arm around them and let them know it'll be all right. Uh, Also, for those of you who have some eyesight problems, um, I am very brown. So, so, uh, and I'm 60, and so people that are very brown who stand here and preach, it's, it's, it, it does have a little bit more emotion and passion. Uh, now, you can find some of those 30-somethings, and they could come in here, and they could be real, real moderate with you, but they're not 60, and so they haven't lived some of the stuff I've lived in. Uh, Wes, I I was speaking over to a group of 
children one day at a school, and I was speaking like I speak. And so one of the little girls said, she grabbed my hand. She said, why were you so loud uh, in there? I said, well, if my child were about to walk into the street with vehicles passing there 30, 40, 50 miles an hour, I would not say, sweetie, please stop. stop. I would say, baby, stop right now. And I would rather that my child's ears warmed a little bit than how my child mowed down. I believe that we need to get a little bit louder in the church because the church is slipping today. My introduction, just so you can relax, my introduction will be a little bit longer than actually the rest of the sermon, but I want us, it's a part of the sermon, so I want you to get the introduction. America, and even ultra-conservative Oklahoma, has been reeling from the current state of affairs. George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, a white woman calling the police on a black man who asked her to lease her dog, a black delivery man in Oklahoma City basically being held hostage. Yet some Christians don't understand why we have protesting in the streets. Hmm. Hmm. Some of you can remember some 20 plus years ago, a little white girl was stuck in a hole. And America was held hostage as we sat on the edge of our seats wondering, will they save this little girl? Some soccer players way over the sea was stuck in a cave in America and the world over was held hostage while we wondered, would they be able to save these young men? Middle-class Caucasian youth are vaping. And America focused its attention on this vaping issue with young people who voluntarily, they told us a long time ago that smoking was not good. And yet young people continue to do what young people do. And it has captivated America. Animals. Animal rights. Maybe you don't know about Maley the elephant who died in the Oklahoma Zoo three plus years ago. And it was on the news for six consecutive days. There were 432 deaths this year, mostly young black males on May 31st in Chicago alone. In Chicago, 
On May 31st, there were 18 deaths in 24 hours, mostly young black males. Didn't get your attention, did it? Why? Because the news didn't cover it. Race permeates every facet of American society, and racism is the original sin of the American nation, deeply interwoven in its DNA. According to a Turkish news outlet, in New York City, 88% of police stops in 2018 involved black and Latinx people, while 10% involved white people. Of those stops, 70% were completely innocent. From 2013 to 2017, white patients in the U.S. received better quality health care than about 34% of Hispanic, 40% of black patients, and 40% of Native American patients. Black women are three to four times more likely to experience a pregnancy-related death than white women, even at a similar levels of income and education. Come on, give me an amen. amen. Black Americans and white Americans use drugs at the similar rates, but black Americans are six times more likely to be arrested. On the average, black men in the U.S. receive sentences that are 19.1% longer than those of white men con convicted of the same crime. One U.S. study found that job resumes with traditionally white-sounding names receive 50% more callbacks than those with traditionally black names. Here is what some people are saying. In a racist society, it's not enough to be non-racist. We must be anti-racist. Angela Davis. Ebony and Ivory. Living in perfect, together in perfect harmony. Side by side on my piano, keyboard. Oh Lord, why don't we? Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney, 1982. How can we normalize equality? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I Can't Breathe, George Floyd, May 25th, 2020. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. An extremely high-profile individual in the United States. I came by to tell you today that something, something just ain't right. I want to speak to you to this morning on the topic, something, something just ain't right. My subtitle is how to be socially responsible Christians. I borrowed the title of this song from a 
music artist, a black crooner. He was singing about his girl. His name is Keith Sweat. In 1987, he was singing about this song, singing to his girl, said, something, something just ain't right. His girl was giving him the blues. His girl wasn't acting like he wanted her to act. I came by to tell you that God said something, something just ain't right. His church just ain't right. She, she's not doing what she ought to be doing. She's not being obedient. She's not loving him like he's told her to love him. How do I know? He said, if you love me, love one another. If you love me, you'd feed my sheep. I'm trying to speed this thing up. I left some things out just so we can, you know, I could fit in. I, I, I want to fit in. It's, we, 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 you know, uh, just relax. First of all, God's people need to be, need to spiritually bathe themselves. Verse 16, it says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes to do, cease to do evil. God said, I don't want to see it anymore. I, I, I want you to wash yourself. I, I need you to get that evil away from me. When I go and play golf, um, uh, I kind of like to look nice and so uh, when I go and play golf Lori I, I I have on my 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 Adidas attire I'm 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 I'm, I'm matching from head to toe I'm, I'm looking good in the neighborhood when I go play golf and I, then I I go out there and play golf and play 18 holes man I have myself a good time Lori <laughs> and, and then when I get back to the house I'm still looking good. I'm still looking pretty. But soon as I walk up next to Wanda, Wanda says, uh, hey baby, uh, hey baby, uh, you, you about to go get in the bathtub, aren't you? And I'm looking at myself. And I'm thinking, I, I look all right. I, to me, I smell all right. But you don't get to smell yourself, Lily. Somebody else smells you. You've never heard this kind of talking. Baby, just relax. One of you older folk go sit by and put your arm around and let her know it's going to be all right. It's just going to get hot up in here, up in here. You can, uh, y'all don't know anything about that. Let me keep on going. In my book, The Fantastic Voyage, I, uh, I, I talked about this thing of having a dirty house, a, a, a messy, a, a nasty house. I, I don't want to put Wes on the spot. Wes has a lovely house, beautiful, gorgeous house. And if I were to go visit Wes and, and, and Wes uh, opened the door, Lori opened the door and the house was a mess, she said, 
uh, Lee, pardon me, the house is a mess. I would pardon her. I would say, sure, no problem, no problem. I got a house. I know how it gets. But if Lori didn't say, pardon me, it might be that she thinks that the house is okay. So in my book, what I was trying to illustrate is, it's one thing to know you have a mess. It's another thing when you don't know what you don't know. I think America doesn't know what she doesn't know. And it's a, it's a pure mess up in here. Church, when we're going about our business as usual, wonderful praise and worship, amazing children's ministry, amazing orators in the pulpit, amazing landscapes and grounds, amazing food pantries, sending money abroad, having a wonderful VBS. That is not enough. I told you I look pretty in my Adidas wear. I look pretty in my Nike wear. But that's not enough to be clean. That's not enough just being clean on the outside. If you're not clean on the inside, if you don't stink, church, I think we've got some things to do. We're smelling. We look good, but we, we're smelling. And God is trying to tell us to clean up. James 4 and 8, he says, in, in case you want to know what we need to do to clean up. See, at home, I would grab some soap and some water. And I would say, Calgon, come take me away. Y'all tell the babies about that because they don't know anything about it. But what is the church to do? How do we clean up? I'm going to tell you. James 4 and 8 says, draw near to God, <laughs> and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. I believe that uh, in 2020, the church has not, we've, we've, we've done a little Michael Jackson, we've backed away from the Lord. And we're wondering why God does not hear us. I can't hear you because you're too far away from me. I remember when there were some things that Christians just didn't do. You could tell the difference in a Christian in a sinner when I was growing up. When I was growing up, a drunk, I mean a low-down, dirty drunk, when he got close to the church ground, he would walk around. When he wanted to do some of the other things that we didn't believe Christians ought to do, they wouldn't do it on the church ground. Because to them, the church was a sacred place. Now, we look like and act like just about everybody else. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal 
of your mind that by the testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. I tell you, we don't have a renewed mind anymore. I tell you, we can't tell from what is good and what is bad anymore because we have blended in. James 1.22 says, be ye doers of the word and not just hearers, only deceiving yourselves. I'm glad to see these pretty young ladies in the church. I'm glad to see them here on Sunday morning. I am, I'm delighted. But not enough of their peers are getting up on Sunday morning and going to church. Why? Why? Because they see us speaking one thing. They see us reading one thing. They see us singing one thing. But then, on Monday morning, and then right after church, we're doing something altogether different. These young people are not like the young people we used to be, Wes. They're not like us. Uh, uh, they're not like us. These young people say, you know what? Uh, it's no longer okay for you to tell me to, to, to do what I say, not what I do. No, no, no. This generation right here says, listen here, I'm going to do what I see you do. This generation says, right, if that is your definition of God and love, you can keep it. You can keep it. I don't want a God that lets me treat one person like this and then treat another person like that. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. Secondly, God's people need to be students of righteousness. He says, I I'm not making this up. You can't make this up. Verse 17, 8, he says, learn to do good, seek justice. What's being implied here, if not directly stated? He says, learn to do good, seek justice. I want you to think of the things that we are zealous to learn. Think about the things that we get excited about. We get eager about learning. If New Covenant Fellowship, being, becoming, and doing were to offer a course on how to invest in the stock market, guaranteed you we can, we can triple whatever you put in it, quadruple. We couldn't get enough New Covenant life, new covenant fellowship members in the church. We'd, we had to go get some chairs while ago. We'd have to get anything and everything to sit on if we could double people's money. They would be zealous to learn how I fill up these pockets of mine. If we offered a course at the church teaching people on how to do it yourself, we could teach you how to make your own guitar. We can teach you how to uh, 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 plaster your own walls and build your own house. 
We could teach you how to put in your own sink and the, the marble, the, the marble and uh, just, just incredible uh, 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 adorning of your house. We'd fill the place up. If we want, offered a course on how to get likes or be an influencer, we'd fill the church up. Ooh, I want some likes. Ooh, I want to be an influencer. Ooh, I want to be somebody that the world praises. Let's, uh, let, let's not, let's, let's think of the things that we are seeking and pursuing. I, I, I never watched it, but I, I remember the, the, the movie uh, Desperately Seeking Susan, starring Rosanna Arquette and Madonna. And, and, and everybody was desperately seeking Susan. Uh, Rosanna Arquette wanted to, wanted to uh, uh, be what Madonna was, uh, Susan. And all the men were after Susan. Isn't it funny how people out there in the world have now influenced us to seek other things more than we seek God? Oh my goodness, we can't wait to, to get up and watch some football and some basketball. We're desperately seeking, how can I get entertained? And the Lord is just asking us to get on your knees sometimes. The Lord is asking us to open up my word sometimes. We're desperately seeking the wrong things. Matthew 6.33 says, but seek. Ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. How many of us can raise our hands and say, I'm desperately seeking Jesus this morning? How many of us can say, I'm desperately seeking to do the will of the Father while it is day? Because when night cometh, no man can work. I tell you, it's not enough of us seeking Jesus today. My goddaughter, when I was teaching in Spencer Elementary some 30 plus years ago, she wasn't my goddaughter yet. A little girl got in trouble. They sent her out there to my class because uh, I had the class out in the boondocks and so they thought that was purgatory so they sent her out there for me to give her the mean look. And I gave her the look and I said, little girl, we don't do that up in here. We don't behave like that. She was scared to death and I made her sit in the corner. She, she, I, I was the prosecutor, uh, the jury and the judge. Man, she was scared to death. She sat there the whole time and I, at the end of the day, I told her uh, to go on back to class and don't get in trouble anymore. The next morning, the very next morning, she wasn't my goddaughter yet. The next morning, she showed up at my door. She said, I don't want to get in trouble anymore. I want to be a good little girl from now on. I said, baby, that's wonderful. Let me help you. Let me tell you what you can do. Do what the teacher tells you. Treat your classmates with kindness. Be sweet to everybody. 
Isn't it funny that little second graders are doing a better job of trying to do the right thing than some of us, where I come from, they call us old heads. <laughs> we need to become like second graders. Thirdly, I've, I'm, I'm about done. This is kind of scary when a black preacher says that, but I'm telling you the truth, I'm about done. Thirdly, thirdly, God's people need to strive to repair what is broken. I didn't make this up. 17b says, correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. About a year ago, my wife and I had the hot water heater to go out in the dead of winter. I'm telling you, it was cold out there. I don't like cold. My people are from Africa. I don't like the cold weather. I would never live up north if it was my choice. I mean, it was deadly cold, and I come home and the hot water heater wasn't working. Woo, Lord. I couldn't wait to get that hot water heater repaired. A man came out the next day and told me it would be $300. I said, how much does a new one cost? He said, $400. That didn't make sense to me, but I wanted my hot water back on. So I paid him $300. A month ago, my riding lawnmower stopped working. I got some property behind me that I like to hit my golf balls on. It's kind of a large area. I immediately went to get my lawnmower repaired. My wife and I weren't communicating the best. I went to see a counselor. We went to see a counselor because we wanted our marriage repaired. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we get so much, uh, so impassioned about repairing the mundane, repairing things on this side of life. Help me with this. Preach with me with this. Why are we working so hard to get everything right on this side of life and doing so little? to get ready for things on the other side of life. I thought I was talking to Christians today. I thought I was talking to the church today. I know you're a little bit lighter than me, but we all from the same place. Why is the church sitting on its heels? The Bible, uh, uh, Isaiah said, said, Correct oppression. 
bring justice. We need to hurry up and repair what's broken. I tell you, we've got some things broken. So Proverbs 14.31 says, Whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Psalms 20, uh, 72 and 4 says, May he defend the cause of the poor, of the people, give deliverance to the children of the needy, and crush the oppression. Luke 4, 18 through 19 says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, Wes. He's on me, Dwight says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. I want to proclaim some good news to the poor in spirit. I want to deliver some, some good packages to, to people who don't realize that this earth shall pass away. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I came by to tell you all today something, something just ain't right. In all of this mess out here, This just may be our faults, at best, at best, at the very best. If I say something three times, I mean it. <laughs> at best, we hold some culpability in what's going on out there. I am seriously seriously, seriously disappointed in the two institutions in which I've given my entire life to. Education, education, which has totally, totally disregarded some of these issues. I teach about them right across the street, directly across the street. If you want to come in one night and you talk about statistics and terrible, terrible data, we talk about it right across the street. A place called education has done a very poor job in terms of trying to reconcile the wrongs. We have deliberately not taught what has happened in American history. I told you I'm going to sit down. I am. I'm going to sit down. But when I was a little bitty boy, Mr. Tartar, when I was a little bitty boy, as far back as I can remember, it didn't make any sense for the Indians to circle a wagon with a man with a repeater rifle, just, just tearing them up. It didn't make any sense to me that those Indians would continue to ride around there till they shot them all off. That didn't make any sense to me. I thought they, could, they had to be more intelligent than that. I was a little bitty boy. 
and I realized how we had depicted history. They were called savages. If you go and watch some of the movies of the 60s and, and 70s, they are, they are using some language and calling and demeaning people, and that's the way education depicted history, is that one group was okay. Wes, I, I, stopped, I stopped land runs over 30 years ago when a Native American teacher told me that wasn't real good for us. We stopped doing land runs told teachers teach about it, but we're not going to celebrate land runs. I stopped that 30 years ago. The other institution I'm very, very disappointed in is a place called church. A place called church, which has allowed sports, entertainment, and music to fly past them in terms of trying to be unified, in terms of trying to accept oneness, the church has said, nope, I don't need to preach about it. I don't need to teach about it. We're okay. Come as you are and stay as you are. You are all right. Lord, we love you, we do. I love you, I do. I thank you, oh God. For everyone that's here under the sound of my voice, oh God, these are my brothers and sisters. I love them, oh God, because you love them, oh God. They love me because you love me. You are our father. We don't have different fathers up in here, oh God. We all have you as our Lord and Savior. And you're not okay to use some of the young people's vernacular, you are not okay with ugly. It doesn't matter if it's me, if it's my brother, if it's my sister. You said, stop fighting. Love ye one another. Forgive ye one another. You told us that the second greatest commandment is to love our neighbor as ourselves. And yet we have not done that, O oh Lord. So I ask your forgiveness for everyone in my family, red or yellow, black or white, we are all precious in your sight. Forgive us, Lord, for we have sinned. Heal us. Bless us. Anoint us. Appoint us to no longer be just hearers, but also to be doers of your word. Help our neighbors, help our coworkers, help our family members to see in us the light that shineth on a hill, not covered up, O oh Lord, underneath a blanket, O oh Lord, underneath a bush. Help us to let our little light shine that other men might see the Christ that lives within us. Help us to glow very brightly, Lord, very brightly in this dark, cold, scary place called America. This dark, cold, scary place called Oklahoma. It is our prayer that this will be a great state or what. We love you. We thank you. It is in your darling son Jesus' name we pray.
Amen and amen. You've been listening to the New Covenant Fellowship Sermon Podcast. If God spoke to you or if you'd like us to pray for you, you can email Pastor Nick directly at nick at newcovenantokc.org. If you'd like more information about our church, you may visit us on the web at newcovenantokc.org. We can't wait to hear from you.